All right, hey everyone, this is Todd. You're listening to the 206 Geek, and I am your host, the 206 Geek. And today is episode 31, and I have a guest on the show today. It's been forever since I've actually had an actual live person on the show. Um, this is my 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 uh, my infamously funny cousin, Marianne Riley. You know, she's been on some YouTube videos and showing how funny she is, and now she's going to be doing a benefit show. Yeah, so it's, it's it's been a while since you've been on the podcast, and I think the last time you were on the podcast was when I had my co-host years ago. It was a long time. It has been way too long. It's how long it's been. It's been way too long. I, uh, so. I've been meaning to get you back on more frequently because of how fun it is to talk to you and how much you make me laugh. And oh, at one you. point, I even wanted to make you my new co-host, but it's like, you're insanely busy. There's no way I would be able to get you to, to be on <laughs> here on a regular basis. I would love, actually, you know what? I would love to do it because, you know, we have some of these things that we have in common and that are so similar. And then we have a few things that we actually are, we have enough things that we don't have in common that would actually make a good dynamic. It would but, overlap um, nicely for sure. I think so. And I think that, you know, it is, uh, it is something for me to try and like, I, I, I'm one of those people that just because I have such an insanely crazy schedule that I have to be almost, um, anal retentive, like a plus plus personality type with my schedule and stuff. I don't have that, that fluidity, fluidity of being able to be like fly by the seat of my pants as much as I would like to. Yeah. And, and I'm one of those people that, I hardly ever like schedule things because with my luck, it's always like the last minute something changes and it doesn't happen. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> right. And I mean, and those things, they kind of, I, they used to really bother me, but now I kind of, like, I, I tell people if I have a, a schedule or if I have something scheduled with you or if something's planned with you, and for whatever reason you have to not be able to fulfill your side of the commitment, I'm okay with that. Just give me as much notice as possible because. I will plug in something else and so that I don't have that downtime. I'm not somebody who, like back in the day in high school, kind of to date ourselves here, we used to have to sit by our phones with, and have those long cords on them so that right. we might be able to sneak them into a, another room where we had that privacy, but we, we didn't have that availability to be away from our phones. So we right. would sit at home as we had plans waiting for somebody to call us and confirm or cancel. And so nowadays, I think I think that was kind of like a little bit of that trauma from that back then in the day that I'm like, I don't do that shit. Y'all either call me. If, if you are not, if we have plans and 10 minutes later you haven't come after we we're supposed to, I'm done. I'm out. I've, I already got something else planned. I'm already doing, I'm already on the road. And so if you say I'm running late, I'm like, no, dude, you you got a hold of me like 15 minutes after we were supposed to get together. Too right. late. I've already moved on. I already had other things. You know, I already have a plan B, C, D, E, and F. Right. So one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is like, I didn't go last year because, well, one, I just I didn't have the, they didn't have the means to get out there. But uh, there's a brand new convention that started in Puyallup called Washington State mm -hmm. SummerCon. And they got they got. Um, have you ever watched uh, the Comic Book Man on AMC? Yes. Those yes, guys went last year, and they're coming back this year. Okay, so this is in what what month? In let's see here, June fifteenth and sixteenth. Oh, that's oh, I actually have those dates available. Sweet. That I would actually, I actually would be interested in that because um, I don't like. Although currently, I think probably the one downfall to my my crazy schedule is um surprisingly i'm not saying lack of a, a, a dating life i'm gonna say lack of being able to read because i have so much going on that i used to be such an avid comic book reader and i did i love all my different comics um and just but the convention i love the science fiction i love going to the different conventions yeah. and this is something that that only people who are really close to me who know this because they would never having a conversation with me, they wouldn't wouldn't know that from having just an everyday run-of-the-mill conversation with right. me or somebody who in, encountered me in, in my professional life. They wouldn't see me as somebody who is a, a just a flaming nerd. <laughs> and, a geek, and I am. I love that. I absolutely love. Those are my people because, you know, I love the fact that um, that anonymity and not caring 
what people think about you and the courage that it takes to to not give a rat's ass what anybody thinks about you. Right. And but to be confident in yourself as a human being, as a person, and your own life, like living your best life, right. And being able to have fun every day. And I absolutely love and adore that. And yeah. so when I'm around other people that have that same kind of mentality, even if it's something that it's not that I'm not personally interested in, I can absolutely love and support the, that that bottom line of not caring what other people think. Right. Well, it's just like they they just announced today. It looks like that both Mike. Mike Zapsik, one of the comic book men, and Brian Johnson have been added to the list. Right before that, they announced that Ming Chen and Jason Mewes were coming back. The only wow. person that's not coming out and hasn't come out to the last one either was uh, was Walt. I guess Walt doesn't like to travel by plane. <laughs> so. Well, that's sort of like um, uh, Danny John Jules, who doesn't like to, to fly. No, you're thinking of Chris Berry. Oh, Chris Berry, you're right. Chris yeah. Berry doesn't. I was yeah. going to say, I, yeah. I, uh, Danny John Jules does, but yeah. Chris Berry doesn't. Because so I've, I've I've met I've met um, both. It was years ago when they when they were over in Seattle for one of the um, PBS Begathons. They came to the the University of Washington did like a meet and greet with the fans, and both um, um, Craig Charles and Robert Llewellyn were there. And I said, so where's so where's um, where's Chris Berry and, and Danny John Jules? I was like, well, Danny Danny is busy and and. And uh, and um, Chris doesn't like to fly, so we couldn't get him to come. <laughs> right, and, and for those who don't know, Chris being Rimmer. Rimmer, yes. Because he's Danny a total smeghead, yes. Cat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Smeghead. Um, yeah. But, and, and of course, you know, Danny John Jones being cat, who you know, yeah, who doesn't love cats, but right, and, and so Chris Barry, he's the one that I mean. I understand that, that he, I have that. Yeah, I, I can understand not liking to fly, but there's, and it's fine if you're within your, you know, in the 50 continuous state period where we have other means of transportation, but going right. international, that makes it a little bit more of a challenge. I See, I've only flown twice, well, back and forth both times, but twice in my life. <laughs> I, I've flown to Hawaii really? and back, and then I've flown to Oklahoma. Actually, and I drove back on that one, but. But yeah, those are the only two. T- well, then there's also hold the time on. I went down to Florida. So those are three say, times. Hold on, hold on. We have we have coming up. We have coming up the the big game. The big game. We can't like say what it is. Like we can't say bowling the, the soup. The super egg ball. Like yeah, that. yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's bowling the soup. Bowling the soup. Um, <laughs> but which is coming up, and you won tickets for that from uh, a radio station in Seattle. Mm-hmm. KSW back in '99. Yes, and I remember that because that was back before even I was into football, and you know, uh, not like you know, I not not like today. Yeah, no, so, uh, I still, I, I still don't care for for. Than. It's not that I don't like I don't like football. It's just that it's it's um, the fandom up here is insane. The twelfth man are mm. fucking crazy. <laughs> well, it's that's true of any time. Like back in the day, back in the day when the forty whiners used to be big, um, I had somebody tell me that there, somebody could have committed murder and then said forty whiners and forty uh, nine or whatever niners and got away with it. And and it is very much that way because you know for so many years, so many years, Seattle had a team since the nineteen seventies, early seventies, and they when when the Seahawks first became a, a franchise and they did not ever have any kind of winning team or any winning season until uh, our current quarterback, Russell Wilson, became the quarterback. And so it, it, it took off this fever. I mean, and I can understand that and appreciate that. Um, mostly, you know, like I had when, when Mr. Wilson came on board as our, our quarterback, I had sworn off football. I had, I'd become a football fan and then I'd sworn off football. And, and when I got rid of my ex pseudo psycho husband and for that season, for that season, my swearing off football, I ended up actually volunteering for a local charity and sold merchandise at five of the games that year. And that was, that was the season that the quarterback, uh, the Seahawks, I'm sorry, the quarterback, the Seahawks did not lose a single home game. 
Oh wow! And that was yeah, and that so was that's what sucked that, you in, huh? Well, it, it kind of it sucked me in as an individual, as opposed to like when I was with my ex facto husband, pseudo husband, who we not only watched because he was a, a huge fan of like the Forty Winers, and um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I laugh every time I hear someone say the Forty Winers because um, one of my one of my longtime former friends was one of the one of the six people in Seattle that loved the Niners <laughs> and he mm. hated it when people called them the whiners and he would like oh, well, go on a full rant about how people just don't understand and blah blah and I'm like you know what blah 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 blah, blah. Yeah. cry baby bitches so <laughs> and, and I say 40 whiners on purpose because oh, I know. they you know they are very much whiners and um I used to have to deal with just a psychotic individual every time and cry and be butthurt and in a pissy mood for a freaking week after they lost the game. And I'm, I'm like, so I swore off football when I, I, I got out of that relationship because of the fact that for eight years we watched every football season, we had every single football game on, on every single TV in the house, all the different games, and every single computer. So we had seven games going on at oh one my time. God. All playing different games. Oh, wow. And I said, I am done. I am not watching any football, screw football. I'm so sick of it. I'm I'm done. I'm out of here. Oh, wow. And so I ended up, because a friend of mine, um, her daughter who was in gymnastics, her gymnastics company got donations from the Seahawks. It was, if they could fulfill a contract, and it was $10,000 per contract per season, and they actually had two contracts. So I was asked, I was begged. Please, 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 please work the game. Because if you don't, then we're going to lose $10,000. And so I did. <laughs> I was like, this is me giving up football. I'm going to sit here. So I'm standing there one day and some drunk 40 Winer fan came up to me. You're so cute. You're so drunk. How about giving me a kiss? And I said, how about fucking off? <laughs> I know. I was like, how's about going and fucking off? I am not. And I know, dude, I will kick you with my fist to your face. <laughs> you know? Get away from me. And so he's like, well, how about a hug? <laughs> I reached over there and patted him on the, sh- I kind of patted him on the back of the head. Right. But there was a me and there was a counter between us. So it's not like he could touch me and he was trying to slobber on me and I smacked him in the head a few times. <laughs> you know, so yeah, that's, that's, but, but, um, yeah, it was, um, um, it, it was, uh, kind of interesting to how, but I, I am thankful. I do enjoy watching football now. I, I actually really much love watching football and I am a huge supporter of the Seahawks because I am here in, in Washington, but, my thing was is that I always tell people that I lost the Seahawks in the divorce to my ex-husband. <laughs> right. Not to be confused with my ex-pseudo-husband, who was, you know, pseudo-husband, adjective meaning like but not as stated. My ex-pseudo-husband was a 40 Winer fan, and my ex-husband, the father of my children, was a huge fan of the Seahawks. And right. so I, I, out of... Out of my own independence, that I will be a I will be a football fan, but I'm going to pick my own team. And f- which... for those for those of of us who who've seen your your video on on uh, on the YouTube channel cut, that's Mike in the video, right? Yes, that is my ex husband. Yeah, and he's 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 the yes. one that looks like he's like already done. He wants to go home like 30 minutes ago <laughs> through the whole video. Yes, yes. <laughs> I want to say this is the first media. This is the first media that I have done where I've talked about this since I did the video. Keep in mind that video we recorded that video on January seventh. That was the first video that I've done um, in two thousand and nineteen. Oh wow! Okay, so the video was recorded on January seventh, and it almost didn't happen because of, of weather conditions and power outages. For those who who may remember, we had a horrific storm on February 5th Right. that had 60 months. And I'll tell you what, Todd, no joke. I was huddled up in my chair in my living room in the dark with candles shivering, shaking like a leaf. I was terrified. I actually posted on my Facebook. I remember like, that. I remember thinking, gosh, yes. I wish I was saw that like two days ago. I would have I would have called you. <laughs> I need somebody. Somebody please come hold me. I'm scared. <laughs> and I was yeah. I was and it was very scary. Um, and it was two o'clock in the morning uh, on that Saturday, and all the the power was out and everything. 
Well, my power, thankfully, I my home, I live on a grid, a power grid with a not only a high school, but also a fire department. Oh, wow. So when my power goes out, I'm out for, at the longest I've ever been without power here, I think was in nine years, I was out of power for a day and a half. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. They don't mess around. My power comes right back on. And that's you know, a little tip for anybody who ever wants to buy a home, be on a power grid with, with the school. Yeah. Oh, well, a school with kids for evacuation purposes and stuff. So anyways, um, so this, this video almost did not happen because they, Mike and Gail were still without power. Um, and so their power thankfully came on at like 5 a.m. Monday morning. And we recorded that video on that Monday the 7th. That video was released on the 14th. I found out, I was notified about this. I didn't even know the video had come out until I was at my day job where I'm kind of like an executive manager. And I was walking through the warehouse and one of the rank and file women came up to me and and was kind of like giggling and smirking at me. And she goes, I saw your video at lunch today and I was like what what video and she goes your YouTube video wink wink giggle giggle and I was like it literally it took me a few minutes because I have a video from like 10 years ago that I had posted on YouTube but I haven't posted anything personally since then and I was like the hell are you talking about and then it dawned on me and she goes oh yeah Wendy has a copy of it and so I went over there and she's smirking at me <laughs> and laughing and wink, winking at me. And I looked at her phone. I said, well, do you mind? Can I forward it to myself? And she's giggling and smirking, going, go ahead. And I looked down at her phone, and I went to go hit the, the share button, and I saw it had been viewed 593,000 times in two days. And yeah. I looked at this woman, and I said, uh, 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 is, uh, is this, is, is this how many times have people have seen this? And she said, yes. And I, uh, five, 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 five. 590, Half a million I times. Like Rain, Rain Man came kicked in. I was like, 500, Yeah, definitely 550. Yeah. 596. 592,000. Yep, 596,000. Yeah, definitely 596. Yeah. Yeah, 596,000. And so I was just absolutely floored that that many people had viewed it. Um, and then I started reading the comments. And I'm telling you, I'm a little bit twisted about this because I I am the, the professional entertainer here as that that entourage, right? And I'm right. the one who's trying to get my name out there. And of all the thousands of, of mm, comments, not one person remembered my name. I was the brunette. <laughs> Gail's the blonde. Gail's right. the blonde. And my, Mike is the human equivalent of grumpy cat. <laughs> I hate Mondays. <laughs> yes, and they were like, we need to, like, one of the comments I thought was hilarious was, Mike, blink twice if you're being held against your will. <laughs> yeah. It was amazingly funny. Most of the, of, of all the comments, I would have to say the majority of them was very positive. And That's good. I was, I was very, um, I was, well, I'm still insanely overwhelmed. This one is going to go over a million views. Um, Definitely. I'm, I am just so over, like, I'm so shocked and overwhelmed. I think it was because in all the years I've been doing comedy, this is the first time I've had people that I work with who saw me do something on that professional level and me as a, you know, like me just unleashed having fun. And so right. it was really shocking to me to have that crossover from my personal life to my business life that I always try and keep separated. So how many questions did you do and how many, because they only had like, what, four or five on the video? Did Was, was that all yes, of it? Yes, not a, even close. There was a bunch of questions that they had asked us. And so... And so by the time um, the, 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 the video people will see, how, how lubricated from alcohol are you guys? <laughs> I only did three shots. Really? Okay. I yeah. So 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 just to let people know, uh, your, let the listeners know what's going on. So it cut casting truth or drink, and the concept is that they took uh, truth or drink exes. So they took me as the ex-wife. Right. Um. And and I've been to let you know, Todd. I've been trying to get Mike to do this with me for a long time. Like I knew that they do did truth or drink exes, like like as ex-husband and ex-wife, and he's. I, 
obviously he was never interested. Well, then they did one with Truth or Drink, Current and Exes. And I had signed up for this in December. I saw this in December. A week later, they contacted me. They wanted to do it. They, we set up a time and date, and it was kind of hard coordinating from three times. And I'll tell you, for people who, when you watch the video, you can see how, like, completely, totally laid back, disconnected Mike is on that. Well, He looks half Mike asleep. Is, <laughs> and he just, that's just him. That's just I know. Him as, I know. Mike's so a cool guy. Like, I love no Mike. Problem. Yeah, and he is, and I do, too. I really do. And he is so, like, and now that I'm not with him, I, I can deal with that kind of uh, disconnect because I'm not in a relationship with him anymore. But um, for him, he had no interest of being in the video, a video with me. But when I I spoke to Gail and uh, yes, we are really good friends. We all, we hang out for all the holidays. We, we spend, her children call me mom. Um, My children call her mom. And and that is a reality. Uh, We've all become really good friends and very supportive of each other. And and, and it is. I mean, just because I have a mad respect and I I have, because I love my ex so much. I love Mike. I love him with all my heart and soul. He's the father of my children. And I want him to be happy. And she makes him happy and they're happy together. And that is you know, for me, I'm very thrilled with that. So it was very funny to, uh, when we did the video, I told Gail, I asked her if she wanted to do it with me. She's like, oh my gosh, that sounds like so much fun. So then um, I submitted the, the request for the two of us. And we had, I had to give um, not just our information, but they wanted to know what's your relationship like. And then I had to submit pictures of the two of us. So I went on her Facebook and I found a picture that I thought would, would illustrate really well between the, the differences between the two of us. And I submitted it. And then they reached out to me and they said, great, we want we chose you guys. We want you to do this video. And I was thinking, this is going to be so much fun. And then they said, by the way, what we didn't tell you, yeah, we're going to need your ex-husband there. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, okay. So I tell Gail, I'm like, we're in. And she's like, yay, so much fun. I said, um, yeah, they want mine. And she goes, ah, uh, yeah, you're going to have to ask him. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I got this. So I, I sent, first of all, I kind of eased into it. I'm like, hey, you know, because it's called truth or drink and there's potential that we're going to be drinking alcohol, don't know how much we might be, you know, consuming we are required to have a designated driver and Smart. um we were required to have a designated driver and i'm like um i'm gonna have to find somebody to be a designated driver for me i said because it just so happens that they they, they wanted us i was um i was doing some tra- um, schooling and getting some schooling and training at UW in Seattle. And we live out here I, out in the South End, and I'm like, I, I have to drive into Seattle. I'm going to need to have somebody meet me there. You guys will have to meet me. And so he's like, oh, that's fine. Well, then go back to the weather. They were talking about it snowing, and Gail's like, if it snows, we're going to have to reschedule or cancel because I, um, he doesn't drive in the snow, and I won't drive his truck. It's four-wheel drive. And right. I was like, and luckily, you know, the weather cooperated and so um then I, I i told him i said well you know just just to let you know mike um yeah they might they're gonna probably you know have you on camera for a second to show everybody that you're there so you can say hey, I, I might i said just to let you know just 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 throw that out just there. so you know but don't worry <laughs> just don't worry you're not gonna be on there that long yeah and so he was like and I was waiting for him to say no, and he's like, okay. So he, he he was on board with that. So then we got there, and I was like, don't worry, Mike, you're not going to be on camera. And the, the director said, oh, no, we're going to have a camera on him the entire video. And we're just going to pick and choose, like, a scene or two. And I was like, oh, Jesus, God, please don't let him run. <laughs> please don't let him run. <laughs> and so he was really – he was such a great sport that he actually – and so reading the comments, typically when they have the ex there in the room, right. they usually only show them maybe once, once, maybe twice throughout the whole video. But they actually, they cut him in, like, I think five or six different times throughout that short clip. Yeah, it was very short. And they just they showed was, him, like, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> but, but because of the fact that he didn't, and so... The dynamic being that me over the top with my comedy and Gail over the top with her laughter and the two of us just like laughing our asses off amongst and being super hyper and him just flatlining 
and not even making a reaction that there was people that they they were that was what made that whole video way people they're they're like oh my god we want to see these people again we need to you know this is tlc this is your next new uh reality tv show these three people because here he was deadpan through the whole thing to the point where they actually pointed out at one point they were putting on the and they were like um 2.52 in the video did mike crack a smile did he almost smile you know it, it was and they they showed him like several times so it was overall so it was so much fun we recorded it we all got done my designated drivers came picked me up we had a blast um went home thought nothing of it and then a week later a week and a half later i found out it came out one week later and within two days had almost seven hundred thousand views yeah and i was like knocked over with overwhelmed with the response to that yeah you know, I, I knew that, I knew that as soon as you had like the the right platform for like getting your face out there, you're gonna get you're gonna get a lot of people following you and a lot of people like coming to your sh- more people coming to your shows and stuff. I have no I had no doubt of that. It was just a matter of when, not if. Right. Well, thank you because <laughs> you know it's something that um, it's a it's it's a complete and total labor of love. It's something that I have a show that's coming up this week and I'm very excited about doing it. Um, I, I typically, when I do a lot of my shows, it's not about making money to me. I am more of an advocate for doing a benefit show. It's not about making money to me. It's about making people laugh. And if I can make people laugh and raise money for something that is a really good cause for something that I stand behind and I believe in much, much better for me. Um, this year, I for the third year in a row, this year I will be doing um, Like the Night benefit show at Louis J's Pizza. Um, I'm trying to remember what the day was. I, I'm drawing a blank. It's coming up, and we're looking for sponsorship and stuff. And it's a collaboration between myself and um, Rock Mama. She does. She's the the one who's who is the force behind the scenes. She does all of the organization of this. She's setting up all, but it's bands. It's rock bands combined with comedy. And I donate. This last year, I donated. I was there for twelve hours as the host and MC, going up between all the bands. And I brought a bunch of my comedian friends out so that we could go up between the bands while they were setting up behind us and. We could entertain the crowds and keep them going while, you know, to not lose that crowd while we're waiting for the next band to go up. So it was it was a great collaboration between music and comedy and just and having a live raffle. And an, it was just an auction. It was a lot of fun. And to me, my benefit from that is knowing that my time is going for something such a great cause. You know, anything that yeah. has a cancer benefit. Well, this week I'm going to be doing a food bank in Tenino. And anytime there's something where I'm helping people who are in, a, in in situations that I myself or close family members have been in, I'm absolutely fortunate enough to be able to share my talents or my abilities to be able to raise that money and i'm i'm the first one to volunteer for that right on yeah i i saw you posted on on your comedy page and i was like oh this is gonna this looks like it could be fun um yeah and i looked up where tonino is and or tonino however it's pronounced i am probably just butchered it i'm sorry (laughs) but it's 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 like way south i'm like that's how far is it from your place? Um, I think it's about an hour away from me. Oh, wow. So I'll be driving about an hour. Yeah, it's not too horrible bad. And, you know, um, I'm I'm okay with that. Like, uh, I'm going to have to probably leave work early because it starts at 4 o'clock. But um, the actual comedy will start at 6. And it's going to be clean comedy, which I'm okay. I mean, I, I love – I know that a lot of people laugh when they hear – the thought of me doing clean comedy. Oh, I know you can. And I, oh, I have a, I have a, a rock solid thirty minutes of clean comedy. But uh, yeah, I, you can go very that. blue, but I know you, I know you have the 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 material to do clean. So. Oh, and, and take me, take me past thirty minutes, and then I'm going to start getting a little bit more. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go open up, open throttle, and do a little, lot more. The floodgates of of blue come out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that's you know that's who I am. But yeah. you know, I enjoy that. Oh, I was gonna I was gonna plug this real quick. So yeah. the uh, Light and Night benefit show is actually September fourth at okay. Louis Juice Pizza. It's 2019. I know it's a long ways away, uh, but it's an all day event, and it's just the 
blast. We're, look, we're still trying to find some um, uh, sponsors that will help sponsor that show right. as far as trying to bring some of these bands in, airfare and all that stuff, But or just doing... Um, they have this... The, the auction part of that is insane. We have so much stuff that they auction off. It's ridiculous. That's crazy. cool. But, uh, yeah, and, you know, and if nothing else, you can always post these things to your comedy page, and then at the end of this recording, we'll tell people where to find you on social media, and then they can find those links to come check it out. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, and uh and one of the things we we were talking about before I hit record was that uh, other than <laughs> other than the fact that you're you're clearly a, a geek, you have been forever. Mm-hmm. I know this because <laughs> we're we're cousins, we're family. Uh I yes. I I actually remember um the family having uh a yard sale at grandma's house and uh they sold off a collection of comics, and when you and, and your sister found out, you guys kind of like, oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, nobody asked us, and those were our comics. Right. Those were comics that, you know, well, because, you know. It was a we full collection. It wasn't like it was one or two. It was like a box full. Yes, and we were, we were very nomadic, and, and more so than you guys. I mean, your, your, your mom, because. You guys were nomadic, but you guys stayed within the Seattle area. We, our mom, moved us all over the state, all over the place. Right. And so, for us sticks. to have anything, yeah. And so, for us to have anything of value that we wanted to hang on to and prosperity, we would store it at grandparents' house. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so, when we found out that whole box of comics, it, it was I'm like, oh god, it still makes me sad because of like that was that whole. So we had several different series in there. Um, Some of them were actually not necessarily my forte, but um, uh, Tales from the Crypt. I remember we had that whole series in there, and that was not one that was necessarily my forte, but it was a really good read. Right. Um, There was a lot of, like, really good comics in there, and nowadays, I mean, you can't get your hands on it. Right, and I remember one one of the comics I remember, and I remember there was a lot of them in there, was New Mutants, I think. Maybe it was Teen Titans? Yes. Yes. New Mutants. That's what it was. Yeah. And I don't remember. I think New Mutants. I think that was Marvel, right? Yes. And that, oh yeah. And that was mine. That was my question. Oh man. I I, I I remember you first the first time you said oh, those were ours. We didn't want to get rid of those. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm so I didn't upset. know. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, who got rid of my comics? Yes, I was so crushed. And those were my and you know, mind you, now in hindsight, like I I probably wouldn't have been able to, you know, kept those with all my travel stuff and where right. I've continued my nomadic lifestyle. But, you know, right. it was it was. Yeah, I knew that we had, like, an entire series, and I was just like, oh, my God. And I do. I'm a huge, like, I, I've never really been a DC fan. I've never, I, like, I like Spider, uh, um, Superman, Batman's okay. I know my daughter-in-law would freak out if I said Batman, because she's a huge Batman nerd. <laughs> I I don't give it, like, I'm okay with Batman. But for me, I'm all about Marvel comics. Yeah. And that's always been something that I've, I've definitely resonated more with Marvel and to right. the point where when I, when I have my, my uh, online dating profile, yes, I'm, I'm single and I'm a nerd, but that's not uh, uncommon. <laughs> one of the, I know, single and nerd, go figure what, and a comedian, what, and you know, a strong, independent, what, strong, independent woman who's single, what? Yeah, Exactly. Um, you know, is it any wonder I'm single? At but, conventions, uh, you're a goddess. You know that, right? <laughs> I know. I, I <laughs> you go to a convention, like, you got boobs, <laughs> you know? I know. And she's smart and she's funny. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes, I just need to go find me a, I need me a really good nerd who can, like, um, throw down in, in, in the bedroom and be able to keep up with me and then be able to keep up with me financially and and go you know like my grind and my drive on that and like yeah so um but i i am like a huge nerd and so because of that that, it's something that actually means something to me it actually matters to me so on my dating profile i seriously put the question on there who is your favorite marvel character okay and it's if I reach out to them and I'm like, hey, you know, how's, how's it going? I've gotten responses and, and I've gotten a response. Like 
Because I ask, who's your favorite Marvel character and why? Because I truly think that there's there's a correlation between who your favorite character is and your personality. Right. As you know, and so when I get the response back with my favorite character is Batman, <laughs> because, because and, uh, insert some name stupid answer right here. Right. I'm like wife left. That's. <laughs> That's like saying, who's your favorite Star Wars character? And they go, Spock. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Like, like I, I will, no, I am not giving you a freaking A for effort. No, dude, I'm not. You D. You do not even fucking pass the quiz. F minus. Like yes, if you cannot even freaking tell me a character, like, <sighs> Yeah, we I, are I, not going, no. Yeah, no, I, I, I have the same issue with people when I'm like I'm trying to like you know, uh, kind of gauge their 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 geekiness and and there's yes. what's what's sad is there's there is a a very toxic um, portion of the geek community where you're not a real nerd, but there's oh. also that you know where there's people who have only in the last in the last decade have gotten into like um, the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and in right, Star Wars, right. because because of of Lucasfilm being sold to Disney and they made all these new movies, so the whole like fandom thing has become more mainstream. It's not it's not just us anymore. It's there's people right, who right. who don't know who who Hal Jordan is, but they're wearing a Green Lantern shirt. Right, exactly. Right. So and so exactly. and you know if if it was for example if it was like um trying to trying to find a sports analogy that you know. That that would correlate is it's like saying that um, your your favorite sports person is you know like Bo Jackson and he was my favorite member of of the Rams. He's like I don't think he played for the Rams. Right. No, I'm pretty well, sure he even, did. <laughs> no, even worse, even worse. Who's your favorite football team? The Sonics. The Mariners <laughs> or the Sonics? Yeah, right. The Sonics or or the Red Sox. The Red Sox. That's my favorite team. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, football and baseball. and we, 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 I try not to like like rip people apart when they like clearly are mixing universes because they're not the same right. company. Right. Because you know, I don't, I don't want to be that asshole. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, if you're if you're gonna try to fake Wait. being in the fandom, at least have some knowledge. I'm gonna stop you right there. I w- I'm gonna stop you right there. For me, in in respect to me as somebody who's asking that question from a potential date, which mm. You know, where do you want dates to go, ultimately, is to get out of the dating world. If I ask you who's your favorite Marvel and you give me DC, that tells me that there's a lot of other things that we're probably not going to have in common. Okay? Yeah, yeah. That we won't be able to connect on something. If I tell you that I love Star Trek original, I like Next Generation, I don't like Deep Space Nine, sorry, I'm mixed yeah. into it. Nothing, but you look at me and go, whoopee. Um <laughs> Yeah, which, I, which one had the Wookiee? Which one had the Wookiee? Which one was that it? Tell me, that there's a lot of different things that we're just not going to have in common, and that I'm not, you know, like what do you do with the other 20 hours when you're not in bed together? You know, right. well, okay, so eight eight hours sleeping, and then, but you know, there's still so you're going to have to have a conversation with this individual, and what is it like? And and I can have a conversation about fishing and hunting and being camping and out in the backwoods. I can do the the down to earth stuff like that, but at the same time. If we're out camping around a bonfire, I'm sure that we'll be wanting to talk about Deadpool and talking about maybe oh. Wolverine. And, the, you know, I want to have these conversations about, you know, the Avengers while we're around a bonfire having, right. you know, a cocktail. So, right? Now, have you ever done the, the, the Marvel versus DC, you know, who would win in a fight between so-and-so and so-and-so? No. No, no, no. Even, even when they're evenly matched, or they're 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 literally the exact opposite. They're just the same character in a different company. Well, here's why I didn't because, like, I get really um, like I, I'm very protective of the characters that I I really like, and so for me, I just I you know who determines the outcome of that? That's my question. Who's going right. to determine the outcome? You know, because clearly, you know, I'm I'm going to be very um, bias towards the, the characters that I like. Right. Um, my my app, and to answer the question, so if anybody's curious, what who's my? 
I'm going to ask you, who's your favorite Marvel character? Mine? And why? My personal yeah. favorite, of, like, out of the entire Marvel Universe, um, probably consistently for forever, has been Spider-Man. Because he was my first introduction to Marvel. Spider-Man okay. and His Amazing and Friends on Saturday morning was my first introduction to Spider-Man. And that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense to me. So... Even though even, you didn't ask him to tell you. Even even so, though even though I'm extremely arachnophobic, he's my favorite superhero in the Marvel universe. Right, <laughs> right, and that makes sense. Um, I would say for, for me personally, my absolute hands down, without a doubt, my absolute favorite Marvel character has always been Wolverine. Has always been Wolverine. Yeah. Um, he's been like a very close second. I mean, they're almost like tied as far as I'm concerned because Wolverine is a total badass. He doesn't give a fuck, and he right? and, and he and he's exceedingly snarky, which I love. And yes, um, I love that. Yeah, and uh, and and I'm not one of those fanboys that like completely lost their shit when 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 Hugh Jackman got the role because he's too tall. <laughs> I was like, you know oh, what? I he looks he like Wolverine. Who cares how tall he is? Oh my god! I thought he was the badass. Which, by the way, the movie Logan. I'm still pissed. Fuck you, that movie. Fuck that movie. I that was movie so was awesome. Bad. I mean, just, I even it. though no, they I killed him. It. Spoilers, yes, I folks. Hated it. Stop. I hated that movie. Stop. I hated no. it. I hated it. No. But the reason why the reason why Wolverine has always been like so near and dear to my heart is because the fact that of the way his healing ability is how he can heal so well and I can relate to that because I have this ability to like like most people if you look at me you can't tell that I've had 178 stitches in my face where I laid open my whole face and lost part of my nose yeah. most people you could never you and even up close in person if you're looking at me you have a hard time seeing that because I heal really incredibly well and I've had doctors like shocked at how well that I can heal. So I've always kind of felt like that correlation to him. That plus the fact that he is smart and he is a badass and he doesn't give a rash ass what anybody thinks about him. Although you know, Marianne, I think I think you're closer to Deadpool. Just based I on the smart assery. Right? And and so here's Here's the thing is, is that Deadpool, Deadpool is absolutely my second. The only reason Deadpool isn't my favorite was because I was introduced to Wolverine long before I was to Deadpool. <laughs> Had I been introduced to Deadpool first, Deadpool hands down would have been my favorite. So, so he's my second favorite. So I, I, yesterday I watched Once Upon a Deadpool, which is the PG-13 version of Deadpool <gasps> 2. And it is so goddamn funny. I was like, I there's no way that. they're gonna they're gonna make this rated R movie funnier with it being PG thirteen. But they did such an ingenious way of making this movie funny, even though they took out all the a lot of the violence and all the cursing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta love Fred. You gotta love Fred Savage. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Ah. God, I need to see this. Where do I get this? Because I need to see it. Oh my god, because it's hilarious. I, I love, you know, when I first saw Deadpool, I was not anticipating liking it. I, I thought it would be okay. Yeah. I did not anticipate. Like, two days later, my my gut hurt from laughing so hard. And I was right. like, I it was so ingenious. It was so brilliantly uh, funny. And Ryan Reynolds, hats off to you. And so I absolutely adore when you have Deadpool making snarky comments about Wolverine. I'm, I'm like, it's attic. I'm like, oh. This is amazing. Thank you. So yeah, they they did it masterfully in, in the first movie, and they did more yes. of it in the second movie. Oh my god, it's hilarious. Yes. yes, I love that. I absolutely adore that, and I love how even Ryan Reynolds, you know, is tipping his hat to to Wolverine, and you know, <laughs> being kind of snark in his snarky way, but still giving him, you know, oh, kudos and stuff. I thought that was great. You've seen you've seen you've seen Deadpool too, yes. Oh God! Yes, I own it. So, so the the best scene in the whole movie, as far as I'm concerned, is is the the post credit scenes where he goes to the Wolverine and kills the other Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just cleaning up the timeline, <laughs> folks. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Oh, uh, that was brilliant. Yeah. And then uh, the it was like you would think in the second movie they would get more X Men and as he's standing there they see the whole cast of uh, Days of Future Past in the in yes. the office and in in uh, Beast closes the door and as he's complaining about not having other X Men in the yes. movie fucking love that so let me ask you this um, 
being that if it was finally finalized in the last in the last week even, um, uh, Fox Entertainment has been bought, purchased, and is now part of uh, Disney. We may finally get Deadpool and the X-Men in the MCU. What are your thoughts on that? Well, and they were supposed to be. So they're supposed to be. Uh, that is, I'm sorry. I'd like they should have been from the very beginning, but because because of the Fox thing, they own right. like the whole that the whole concept of mutant is even a Fox property. It's not. I mean, it's originally it's in the comics. It's Marvel, but those are all part of the the Fox deal. So they couldn't even say right. mutant in the in the MCU. Right, right, and I think it's going to be. It's just going to take things to the next level. It really will. And as somebody who's a fan. Who absolutely um, and talking about we can't talk about MU without talking about um, Stanley and passing. Oh, dude, yeah, Um, that that day was was one of those where like really, oh man. Yeah, that's (laughs) that's one of those days that you you know those are one of those days you remember where you were at when you heard the news. Right, thing with like Robin Williams and I was just going to say Robin Williams. Yeah. yeah, that was the last. That was the last celebrity that actually affected affected me in more ways than I can ima- than I ever imagined it would. I yeah. never met the man. Yeah. I never had any connection with him other than I was a fan. When I first found out that that Robin had passed away, I was devastated, and even more so yeah, when I too. found out he committed suicide, and it yeah. really oh, fucked my perfect. day. I was at yeah, work when I heard, perfect. and it ruined my day. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I was I was bawling. I, oh, I was trying man. really hard to maintain myself, and I have since uh, done multiple benefit shows for suicide prevention and suicide yeah. awareness shows. And yeah. I've part I've partnered with um, Mission Twenty Two, the military portion of helping suicidal veterans and stuff. And so that's awesome. This is it, it to me. It's something. Because as a comedian, it you know the there's the two highest um, occupations for for suicide is number one is comedians and number two is dentists. So strange, but yeah. I've I've had to lose a lot of people in one year. I lost I think six people to suicide, and it was very devastating because my some of my dearest friends, their children have have suicided, and oh, it's man. something that yeah, one of my friends who was his 14 year old son suicided, and so. To me, it, it's something that it's always on that fringe of, of what I do, the people that I know, that I meet, that I work with on a professional level in comedy, to know that, you know, I could lose any of them tomorrow. And it's right. something that it, it is, and then to have somebody who go next, you know, that is at the epitome of their career and the epitome of what every comedian wants to be is Robin Williams' suicide, that awareness it shocked and rippled throughout the whole country. And so um, if you can look for any silver lining and things, and I always try to, and look for something, the benefit of the, the positive in something is that that awareness that somebody who had all the money, had all the success, who had everything in the world that everybody would think you would want, the love, adoration of right. all of your peers and and even he succumbed to it. Right. So what that that awareness that put that spotlight on on this serious issue of saying we as as a, a population, we as people need to go just because that person next to me is laughing and smiling. And I'm sure you've dealt with depression. I know that that's oh, I definitely that do. It's, it's hereditary. Yeah. It's absolutely hereditary. I have too. I yeah. absolutely have. I've absolutely dealt with um with with uh, with depression, um, manic depression, and, and it's something that you know. And being that couple was living in the in the Pacific Northwest with these dark, dreary winters, where that seasonal depression just enhances that feeling. Yeah, it it can be a real struggle to constantly, daily deal with that grind and get to find that reason to get out of bed every morning. Right. And even if people think you're you're you have the most wonderful life and that they want to be you, and you're like, no, you don't want to be us. I mean. Because it, it is genetic. It's something very yeah. genetic. Irish are predisposed to that. And yeah. so, um, we're funny finding, fuckers, but you know, yeah. there's there's a reason why we're funny is because we're trying to yes. trying to, to yes. get our mind away from that, that darkness. And right, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And totally. That, and and that's a that's a big thing, is just that if I can get people laughing with me, they're not laughing at me. And 
Right. You know, or I also really, because I've been made fun of a lot my entire life. My God, are you kidding? I've always been made fun of. I've always been this weird freak and people point and laugh at me all the fucking time. And so my thing is, is you beat them to the punch, you get them laughing right. with you so that right. they're not laughing at you. But, and, and that's, I think that nobody ever truly feels like they belong. And that's, that's okay. It, it takes a lot to get to that point where you go, I'm okay with being who I am. I'm okay. What surprises me is I'm, I am like obesely overweight and I know this. You know, and that's one of the things about that video that I watched myself on that video. I'm like, oh, my God, I really look like that. Jesus, in my mind, I don't see that huge half pepper. I see myself as being something else. But right. the funny thing about it is, is that I look at somebody who's half my size, literally half my size, who has not a, an ounce, not even a, a fraction of the confidence that I have. And I'm like, you know what, bitch, I will go butt-ass naked in public. And I'd be jiggling myself. I don't even care. Whereas you would be too intimidated to even be in your underwear. And I'd be shaking everything. You know, because I'm like, I've got to that point where I have that confidence in myself. I'm like, I don't give a shit. You don't like what you see? Then don't walk. I yeah, don't yeah. I am comfortable in my own skin. I don't care. Right. Do I have sex with the light on? Hell yes, I have sex with the light on. Turn that shit on. How else are you going to see all this? Oh, you know? dude. And that's something. I remember. That yeah, I remember there was a time, you know, I've 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 not always been as big as I am today. I mean, for a long time oh, I was yeah, a yeah, I was exactly. a twig of a man. <laughs> but um you you more than me ever. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um I've actually looked back at old photos of me and I said, "Dude, I look malnourished." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." I was like, oh, "Holy was, shit. Yes. I look like, I look I look like a cancer patient with hair, you know. <laughs> but uh, you know, not to make light of that, but that's what I look like. But uh, and I remember one of the first times I realized how big I was. I was, I was, uh, it was when I was still dating Carrie, and I was going down to the to the public library to hang out while she was at work, and she didn't want me at her house, which is fine, whatever. Um, and I was walking into the library, and as I'm walking in. Um, my pants started to fall down and I had my hands full of stuff. I'm just gonna walking through the doors and I'm trying to get in so I can put my stuff down and pull up my pants and some kid behind me go, dude, pull up your pants. God damn, I don't want to look at your fat ass. I'm like, dude, then look away. Stop staring at my crack. I oh can't help God. it. It's in the way. And I'm like, there's oh plenty God. of things I to didn't... be looking at. <laughs> I'm such a bitch, I'd have dropped my drawers and shook my naked ass out of it. Uh, you had a problem with this? <laughs> I, I full on like made him look like he was like ogling my ass. I was like, dude, I'm not your type. I don't like dudes, so stop staring at my ass. He got really upset when right? I said that. I'm like, okay, yes, I'm a big guy. Yes, my ass was hanging out. There are you, you you do not need to sit there and, and like lock on and stare oh at it. Oh my god! Yes, exactly. Well, and you know, and the thing is, though, is just, you know, kind of going back to that video. Um, there were some haters on there. There were some absolutely haters. Oh, and, there's always you know, going like to be haters were, on on comments. Uh, and there was, and you know, they were talking about you know, oh yeah, Mike definitely has a type. Yeah, he likes whales, and you know, fat acceptance. This is the result of fat acceptance. These fucking have you know type things and i was just like you know the funny thing is is that as much as you guys are hating on me for my enormous size yes i've gotten since i quit smoking i've definitely in the last couple years and actually i think probably in the last year i put on a lot of weight from quitting smoking and going through menopause and it's all i'm like what the hell i haven't changed anything about my lifestyle all of a sudden that scale is climbing up and so i mean it's awareness and i'm working on it but um to me i'm like you know what you you guys don't have to deal with me. You don't have to. You're not having sex with me. You're not seeing me naked. You're not, you know, sharing a life with me. And you know what I find so hilarious is that these people who are hating on me are probably way, way more miserable and way more insecure in their life than I am. I have right. been, I'm at a point where I'm living my best life. I'm loving life. I'm loving myself. And I'm not necessarily, I'm not content with things, but I still love myself. And there's a difference. Right. I'm not, 
like I'm not giving up on myself. I haven't thrown in the towel yet. I still should focus on myself. But I'm I'm actually overall a lot happier with myself as a human being and where I'm at in life. I'm very content. And I am 100% happy with my life. I love, I feel very blessed every day to live my life. And the things that I get to encounter and the people, the amazing people that I have in my life. But I get to meet my friends. I have some amazing friends and people that I get to interact with that I'm just like, it has been so incredible. And I'm, I'm, 2019, I'm so excited. Like, this is the year I'm turning 50. So this whole year, I'm turning 50 this entire year. I don't care. And I am truly, like, like my whole my whole theme song is that, you know, I'm living my best life. And I just, like, haters, just get the fuck away from me. I don't care. I'm living my best life. I'm loving my life. I'm loving just the experiences that I'm having. Like, it, it seems kind of like a dream. And I'm so excited to be here. And I just know. It's just, it's, it's like, it's, it's this momentum in life and it's just going to keep snowballing and perpetuating and moving forward. And I'm excited to see what's around the next corner because there's, there's like, like I did my, I don't know if I told you, I did my actual first official headlining gag where I was officially the headliner on January 4th. Nice. Yes. I did a full on 45 minutes. Um, I was only supposed to do 20 minutes when right. I got booked for the gig for a clean show. And I was like, yeah, 20 minutes, clean show, no problem. They billed me as a headliner, and I was like, well, okay, I wasn't really expecting that. And then when I found out other people dropped out of the show that was supposed to be there, I was like, okay, as a headliner, not a closer, as a headliner, there's a difference between those two terminologies. Like, I wasn't the person who was the last person on the show closing the show. I was the actual official headliner. And as a headliner my job was there was people that dropped out of the show there was going to be extra time it needed to be filled therefore i had to take that that burden was on me and so i was like okay i can do i i wrote 30 minutes worth of clean material that i could do not a problem right and then when i got there my feature jamal harrington who's a friend of mine he's great jamal's awesome yeah yeah, he used to be my roommate. Um, Jamal, I love Jamal. He's like, okay, so I talked to um, Brock Serrano, who who uh, was the one who booked the show. And he goes, so um, since uh, since we have so much time to kill, <clears throat> sorry, he goes, I'm going to tell Brock that I want to um, do a 30-minute feature. And he goes, and you're going to get 45 minutes. <laughs> I looked at Jamal. I said, not of clean. I'm not. <laughs> you know, I mean, 45. I wasn't prepared to do 45. And you're telling me 15 minutes before the show starts, 10 minutes before the show starts, you want me to do 45 minutes of clean? That's not happening. Right. I, not with only 10 minutes prep time. <laughs> that I'm not ready. To, so, and then make things worse. They they had Jamal feature. He did a solid 30 minutes. He did a great job. He did a great job in a packed, packed, packed house. I mean, this place, it was the first time they ever did comedy in Gig Harmor. It was at a coffee shop that they do. And the place was jam-packed to the point where there was it was standing room only. And oh, wow. then Jamal wraps up, and then the booker, the entertainment booker, said, okay, I want you, you know, tell the host, Brock, he, um, she said, you're going to do a 10-minute break before you bring out the headliner. And that's always suicide because the crowd never comes back. And we did lose some of the crowd, but then Brock was like, okay. And I talked to the booker or the, the entertainment uh, booker, and I said, look, um, this whole clean stuff, I get it. We're a coffee shop, but you guys, it serves beer and wine. There's no minors in here. How hard and fast are we on this? This Are we talking church clean? Because when I got booked for the show, I was told church clean. And she sent a message out wanting church clean. And I was like, Okay, I can do church clean for about 20 minutes, 30 minutes. I can do 30 minutes of church clean. I am not doing no 45 minutes of church clean. And so, um, because my some of my bigger closers are definitely not church clean. I mean, they're they're like raid and art at the most. But um, and so uh, she goes, well, you know, just fill out the crowd. Get get a sense. Well, because where we were standing was back by the bathroom. We had people coming back and like, why are you guys so clean? And one of the first girls, she was, she was freaking out when she got on stage. She's like, I don't do clean. And I'm like, you, I was like, sweetie, you don't even do comedy. I'm like, 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 I'
you know, it's one thing to eat a bag of dicks on stage, but to, to sit there and lament about the fact that it's because you're not, clean, you know, it, it was just kind of, you know, it was a, it was a rookie mistake, a new new person mistake. Oh, did and, they, she stopped by Dick's driving on the way there, huh? Oh <laughs> yeah, she did, and um, and ate him on stage in front of us all, and so um, mm, but the, dicks. The, <laughs> and as as the uh, as the crowd was filtering in to use this one bathroom, one toilet in this place that had like. 80 people, uh, they were like, why are you guys being so, we don't understand why you guys are being so clean. You guys, were adults. You can kind of loosen up, relax a little. And so I went and talked to the, the entertainment booker for the room, and I said, um, I said, we need to have a conversation about this clean comedy. Um, how, I, I get you said, you know, that we don't have, you know, she's like, oh, I was going to talk to you. She goes, I need you to remove some of those filters. And I'm like, already done. Because you know, I'm doing 45 minutes, I am not going to be. Filters have to come off. Right. Um, but uh, I'm just, you know, she was, oh well, just read the crowd. And I said, well, I've been standing back there for the last 10 minutes listening to these people go to the bathroom saying this is ridiculous. We need to not be so clean. I said, so I just wanted to let you know, I'm, I'm removing some of those filters. And so when I got on, I started out like really clean, and I, I had, you know, absolutely. And then about 30 minutes in is when I went full throttle and opened it up and just like I crushed at the end, you know, but it was, um, it was, it was such a great way of, like, that was the beginning of my 2019 and I was like, I cannot wait to see oh, dude. where the direction is. This, let's just keep this momentum going. And then I did the cut video and all this other stuff is going on, and I'm like, let's just keep this momentum rolling all the way through this year. Yeah, my fit, my year of fifty. This is my year. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that my fiftieth will be a, will be a good year for me. I'm, and I'm sure this year is going to be good for me as well. It'll certainly be better than last year, I hope. And um, you know, with all the things that are going on in my world, you know, um, I'm 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 looking forward to for some positive change for sure. Tune in next week to hear the next part of the interview.